Welcome back, America. I don't think all of America is listening. It says America, from here to Alaska. That's America. Yeah, that is America. All that's of it. I said, welcome back, America. Then why'd you bring up Alaska? Because that's part of America. Why do you separate them? If anything, you separate, like, California. No, that's what we wish would separate. That's not America. No. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Yucky, Yucky Podcast. Podcast. Oh, look oh. at us in sync. I'm Jake. I'm Jake. We are Jake Squared. Yeah. Tell them what, tell them what the podcast is about, JB. I think we got a few topics to talk about today. Okay. Uh, one, we need to wrap up this little intro that we did. We do got to figure it out, how we're going to do this. I think we got a, f- a lot to figure out. <laughs> After listening to that, I think we got some changes to make. Mm, I think we're on the right path, though. Whose path are we on? The Jake Squared path. Okay. Hopefully people can keep up. That's a big path to be Dude, on. We could barely keep up ourselves. It's a double wide path. Your nickname in high school? Yes. Double Y. The girth. Um, so we got to wrap up the intro. See what we got there. And then I think we talk about a little bit of values within, you know, relationships we may have. Uh, people we let within our circle. And uh, how to control all that and bring it all together. Okay. Okay. I think these uh, are some good topics from you. I like these actually. I think the people you surround yourself with is uh, what helps you grow in life and in business and in relationships. Um, people with like-minded values is uh, something that helps every man out. So I feel like that's something that should be big in our world and our topics today. Okay. Well, I guess you want to just jump right into it. Cannonball? I think we need to wrap up the intro. Okay. So let's do that. We got the Yucky Podcast. Yeah, that's why I said. Welcome back, America. To the and Alaska. Alaska. And Alaska. I think I just said America. No, you definitely said Alaska. Oh. <laughs> and then we... Because it's not really connected, but I guess Hawaii is not connected either. So I guess we could... Welcome back America, Hawaii, and Alaska. And not California. Agreed. And New York. But I have... New York like, go I got to. some family in California. They can move here and... I wish you would move here. That'd be nice. Uncle Scott. I'd like him to be here. That'd be sweet, actually. Right? And Atticus. Dude, I heard he's been killing it in sports right now. He's baseball, right? Yeah. How old is he? He's like 19 now. Dude, I have no idea. I think he might be f- 14. He's probably like drinking beers already. Well, yeah. No, and Uncle Scott. No. I would say, you, you met my family? <laughs> <laughs> we started young. That starts at like nine. <laughs> that's just your first sip. Okay? That's your first sip. You that's can't your finish test. a beer, right? Whiskey, keep it whiskey down. starts at like 12. <laughs> you got to, you know, get the palate going. Yeah. That's just on my mom's side. My dad would rather do gin. All right. Yeah, I can see that. We have to have your dad on. I think he's a pretty interesting character. He He's interesting. And the character sure. is a kind of a wrong way to say it, but I think he would bring some value to this. Oh, he's going to bring a lot of value to whatever he says. I think he might be part of the mob. He could have been. Are we allowed to say that out loud? I don't know. I, think I, I don't know the me. rules yet. If I'm not on the next podcast, it's probably because he killed me. Because he kills you? Well, if anything, he's probably going to kill me first, so you're welcome. Yeah, I think he likes me more now. He does. But that's okay, because we're still related, so even if he hates me, he's still my family. Or I guess I'm still his. Are we back to Fast and the Furious? I don't know. We family. We family. <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump into this. Um, a little less rambling today. I feel like we're on a serious note. I'm exhausted, personally. Is that why you're not shaking as much today? I'm just tired. and my, I did legs yesterday, and I can't walk. That's why I don't work out. I just skip the whole working out phase and just go straight to like dad bod. Just getting fat. Yeah. But you're not a dad. Exactly. Just, but I have the bod for it. So just, when I become a dad. Claim, you just claim the kid. Yeah. yeah. That's when I become a dad. It's like, boom, I've been practicing for like years now. I'm so there. I've got the dad bod and no kid and I work out every day. It's like biceps and bellies kind of thing. 
Okay. So I think I got it going. I figured the bigger the biceps, the bigger the traps, the bigger the belly is allowed to get. Okay. Because it all kind of rolls into one. Right? Does it just roll into one? Well, eventually. One big roll? One big roll. Run, run big roll? Run, I'm thinking of cinnamon rolls. You are tired. I had a cinnamon roll from Payson this past week when I went up there. Okay. That thing was delicious. I threw it in the microwave. What'd you do in Payson? I went to the Clint Black concert. Oh, we did talk about this already. We did. And I stayed in a Motel 6, <laughs> which was very dirty. I had to take like eight showers after that. Well, you know, we're Pretty all... sure I slept with some bed bugs. Wouldn't be the first time. No, was it the first time? Oh, okay. I, I, was I, like, don't oh. I don't know. We did a lot of traveling back in the day. So. We did. I get nervous thinking about some of those hotels we stayed at. Those were kind of sketchy. Some of them were nice. Once we started picking our own hotels. You were in a lot of Vegas hotels, though. Yeah. That kind of gets dirty. Uh, the ones on the Strip, off of the Strip in Vegas, were actually decent. The ones in the Strip, you think they'd be nicer, and I think they were 100% worse. I think they just let them go because they have such high volume of people coming in, where it's just, you know, get the room clean, maybe throw some new sheets on, and let's well, get the let's next guest in there. New sheets on. I, I mean, but for me, though, like, they were so Do expensive. you ever really know? No, you never know. Okay. But they were so expensive, and then you walk into the room, and it literally looks like it's dated 20 years. Have you ever brought a black light into it? A black light? No. I don't carry one of those around. You might want to start if you're staying. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But do you? Though? No, I don't want to know. I'd rather not. So know. you'd just rather lay in it. Ignorance is bliss. Okay, there's what if a meaning it to that. Uh, air freshener. I carry for breeze actually in my travel kit. That's actually pretty smart. It is. I usually use it on myself because in case I get nervous, like we work a lot and I get all hot and sweaty, and, and I'm like, do I smell like a man? Do you sweat who's just a lot worked? when you're nervous? No. Uh, no, not really. I just sweat normally. I feel just like, like I, I just eating, run. If I eat like a cheeseburger, I'm dripping. You eat a cheeseburger. Is it meat sweats? It could be. Or just fat sweats. Okay. I've never heard Speaking of fat of sweats. Speaking of sweats, it's oh. almost sweatpant weather. I'm so excited for the weather to start cooling down. It's been very nice lately here in Phoenix. It's been under 90. Actually, today's 93, but I feel like un- when it gets under 100, it's like it's cool. sw- almost sweatshirt it's cold. weather. It's cold. When I wake up to go to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. I leave the house around 430. And I have to put my seat warmers on. That's embarrassing. I'm it's embarrassed like, It's like you. 63. I just got back from Vail, and it was the high was like 65, maybe. Did you wish you had seat warmers? No. It wasn't that bad. Did you put a sweatshirt on? I did. <laughs> Loser. I mean, because at night it was probably 40s, 50s. Okay. That's what oh, Is this like a bragging thing yeah or i was yes it really is i was just super excited to say when i went to Vail, to that it was actually like cold so it gave me a glimpse of like what's coming all right so what would you do in Vail then um i worked for a company called ski pro as you know i've worked for them for a lot of years we, they do a bunch of road shows they call them swaps but it really is just like a road show um they take a handful of 53 foot semi-trailers filled with product equipment gear um and they have a venue they place up all the uh um, like racking that they built and then they place up with product and then we all go through for three days and sell the equipment and then we load it all back up and on to the next show we got right. another one coming up this weekend all right so so explain to me this and our audience you have my family you your family your six members <laughs> um, we might add another one now we got to tell uncle scott that we're doing a, a podcast so make it seven members seven okay and then we're, maybe, we're on the we're on the move up here we're we we're on the per- climb. One person at a time. To I the still moon. Ha- I still haven't told my family. That's okay. We got to get at least a couple more under our belt, and then you could tell them. All right, so tell me this. You own seven shops, mm-hmm. but you're still going off on the weekends and working another business. Why? What's your drive? What makes you want to do this? What 
what kind of leads you that way? To be honest, it is 1 million percent of people. Not just the owner of Ski Pro, who it's now one singular owner, but because of the people that work for that gentleman. It's the only reason that I go and do this. I mean, I mean, the show's fun. Uh, you know, it's nice to be around the gear. It's nice to stay up on the new things that are coming out, what's changing. But it is 100 million percent the people that I work with is the only reason I keep going back to this. So what... What kind of people are you hanging out with in order to keep returning? Is it their personalities? Is it because they're funny? Is it because of what they do? Is it the values in life? What is it exactly that keeps you coming back to them? So the coolest thing is we are all so different, but yet we all seem to get along, right? So we have a bunch of people that are uh, not a bunch. We have a couple of people from Minnesota uh, Maddie, you met him a few times. Yeah. He is just a freaking rock star when it comes to the road, but he is such a diverse person. Um, you know, operationally, he kind of manages the front on the warehouse, loading the trucks, make sure all the equipment's ready to go. But I mean, that guy is just has some crazy ass stories from all over. Uh, and then on the other side, you have Sean, uh, which you met a couple times, I think. Yeah. He's um, a pretty cool guy as well. Yeah. He's very quiet and like to himself in the beginning, but once he gets to know you, there's a funniest freaking dude. Like he has these one liners and he just comes out of nowhere and just makes everybody die laughing. It's great. And he's like, he has silent assassin. He really is though. It's so cool. But, and then he kind of controls the whole other side of it. He still manages the shop. He manages people, um, scheduling, but he does basically all the planning for the road, making sure that everyone has hotel rooms. He has all the staffing, uh, you know, he's prepared for each and every layout for the different venues. So, between those two guys, um, I mean, truly, I would literally, like, hide bodies for them. So, Ski Pro being a winner-type business, are a lot of these guys that you're working with, are they all seasonal? Do they work all around? Like, I mean, obviously, this is a pitch for Ski Pro, and I've met Jack a couple times, but... <laughs> shout-out, Jack. Shout-out to Jack. Shout-out to Ski Pro, but... There it is. Locally. Are these guys seasonal? Do they stay around all year? What do they do there in their off-time... Yeah, so there is a handful of people that are there year-round, right? Most of them are managers. A handful of them uh, work within the stores. They usually have a couple of people that stick around in the warehouse. They do a bunch of summer sales. They do, like, water sports and shit just to keep them through the year. Okay. Um, but the biggest thing for the road, which is what I only do nowadays, I mean, I help out on, like, busy weekends and shit in the store, but for the road, they have a core group of probably 10, 15 people, and then everyone else comes from other states, uh, they all work other jobs. We all have other things that we do, but we continuously come back every single year. Uh, and most of the time, if you talk to any of those guys or girls who who come around, it's not necessarily the money that drives us to do it. I mean, obviously, money is nice, especially excess if you already have another job, but it's the people. 100% it's the people. So that's usually who comes around to those shows or people based out of, you know, we're, we're from all over. We have uh, most of it's on the West Coast, right? but California, Colorado, uh, up in Oregon, uh, Bend, Oregon, shout out Jeff. Um, we have people from Minnesota. We have a couple people from Michigan. I mean, they're legitimately all over, um, and they have done it for, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle of the group now, and I think I've been doing it for, shit, 10 years now. Okay. So I'm finally part of the old guy. So crowd, I, f- I feel like this is, and obviously we've talked about this quite a bit, I feel this is more of like a family reunion each year. You guys year. go, you know, nine, 10 months without seeing each other from the last set of swaps. Mm-hmm. Swaps go for three months, two months. Yeah, three months. Uh, just about every weekend, every other weekend at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it comes to like a family reunion. So oh, yeah. you guys have a lot to catch up on. You guys keep in contact throughout the years or, or throughout the throughout the year yeah, and not uh, stay as, in touch? Not as much, which is kind of sad, um, especially thinking about it now. We really don't. 
I, there's a couple of people that I'll I'll talk to every now and again. Obviously, Maddie, Sean, I stay in touch with them. Um, but a lot of the other guys I and girls I don't see at all. And then that's what makes the swap so much better because some people will go for. I mean, for me, when I lived on uh, in Virginia on the East Coast, I didn't go. I went to like one show. Right? Okay. So if I didn't see him at that show, I hadn't seen people for a couple of years. And we go back and you know, without talking to each other, it's, we don't really miss a beat, right? We see each other, get so excited. We catch up after the couple of years that we have missed. And then it's just right back to what we were doing. For sure. So one, I think Sean and Maddie, as well as Jack, I think they would all be awesome guests. I think. Oh, dude, the stories that I've those guys about, have for the, the ski industry is absolutely bonkers, especially if they did it 20 years ago. Legitimately, like I, I wish that I was. I was around back then. Just the crazy shit that used to go on in that industry is so, ridiculous. So I feel I've only met Sean and Maddie a, a handful of times, yep. but from what I've you you talk about these guys constantly, um, always great things to say about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Sean has some been through some thick and thin. Oh yeah, um, and I think he really has some you know knowledge to put out there for life lessons mm-hmm. for you know running this business i think he's been the right hand man for years oh, yeah. Both uh, of them, maddie same with Sean. maddie yep. um maddie's been running that warehouse forever it seems like uh, that's his that's his that's home his baby. however much he hates it that's his <laughs> home yeah. so i think those guys would be great but let's kind of do a little pivot into virginia you spent some time out there you mm-hmm. almost two years two years you worked for a company that you had no idea about literally zero um, yep. you went out there just on a whim. I think you woke up one day and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to move to Virginia. I'm going to mm-hmm. run this route, see if it works out see for me and, yeah. uh, see where it comes from. But not only did you move cross country, um, you went into something you've never been a part of. Mm-hmm. You knew one person when you moved out there, you actually roomed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, a high school buddy yeah. that we, uh, that we both know, but yeah. none of them since kindergarten actually. What was that big driving factor? Was it more of, hey, I'm going to put myself out there to, you know, figure out more life business? Am I going to, this is moving from my parents' house into my own and trying to just figure out life? Like, what was your big strive? And I know I'm just interviewing you, but I think this is something big for our podcast for people to know, you know, who you are, Mm -hmm. who I am. And I think the next one we swap roles, but what's that biggest driving factor to make you move to Virginia, make you, you know, leave family, leave friends and just go into something you have no idea about. Yeah. So honestly it was, you know, how do I, how do I put this? Um, basically I was just, I know, right. I just, I'm trying to figure out if I want to make myself sound lame or not, but truthfully I was just in a giant rut. I wasn't really doing much with my life. You know, I was working ski pro. I loved the job. I was a manager at that point at the outlet store managing, uh, you know, the warehouse and the road. So I had more responsibility, which is great. Um, but I just felt like I was just not doing anything right. Like my potential just wasn't being used. I, I just, I wasn't living up to any of my own expectations, let alone somebody else's. It was just in my own head. I just felt like I was so stuck that if I didn't shake something loose, I was going to go down a path that I didn't want to see myself going down. Right. So I said, uh, you know, Mike Minio kid, kid I've known since, uh, elementary school. Um, he was out there, he was traveling on, uh, in Europe, coming back to work for this company over in Virginia and told me about it. And my original plan was to be there for six months. Maybe I figured we'll go, I'll work in the warehouse with them. I had a low level position, six months, come home, start fresh, go from there. Ended up staying for almost two years. So and we've known Mike for a long time. In fact, 
his dad actually works for us now. He, he does for work one for of our automotive, automotive shops. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big family affair. But Mike's moved back as well. Yes. He's doing a few different things. But what kind of people did you surround yourself out there in Virginia, not knowing anyone? Everyone had different walks of life out there. What kind of people did you surround yourself out there to not only bring your energy up, um, make you feel less homesick, uh, make you feel at home, make you want to be there? What kind of people did you surround yourself with? So... The weirdest thing was it took me almost two or three days to realize how far away I've, I am from my family, right? The other side of the country, legitimately the other side of the country. Because you drove right? out there too. Yeah, which was a heck of a Just drive. A like, lot of window myself. time, a yeah. lot of thinking, shit, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Oh, and it was Why a am I driving shock. away from everything right now? Yeah, everything and anything I've ever known was in Arizona. And it was so weird to just drive across. But um, So I met, obviously, some really, really great people. When we first opened up to the distribution center, there's a lot of people that came from Europe, mm-hmm. uh, Germany, Spain, just all over because that's where that uh, company was based out of. So I met a lot of really interesting people, but I really kind of found my core value within probably four different guys. One was the director of the building. Uh, and then the three other, or I guess one was a manager who worked alongside Mike, who was my boss. And the two guys that worked at the same level as me, um, all three, or I guess four guys are relatively different, but we all seem to have a, I guess a certain drive to just want to be better than everyone else in the building. And that's what really kind of took me in and just said, you know what, I'm going to you know, be with these guys because they, they see a path, they see a future, and they're here for an actual reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just gave me the excuse to actually want to stay late, come in early, work extra shifts. I mean, I knew, like you said, one person in the entire freaking state. So I went there to do a job. I went there to eventually grow into a company, especially meeting these guys, realizing that, holy shit, these guys are doing something pretty cool over here. These guys all have the ambition and the drive to want to be better. They don't own the business. It's a giant corporation that they work for, but they take pride in every single thing that they do. They make this building their own. They, they ran, I mean, one of them was the director of the building, so he technically was in charge of all of it, but they all took and had the same ambition of, we will be the best at whatever we do, even if we don't get a raise, even if we don't have a promotion, even if we all have a small team that works under us, we will be the absolute fucking best in this department and in this building and then within this company. So, in, which in return, you talk to a lot of these guys still oh, daily. Absolutely. I know you talk to me about them. Mm-hmm. quite a bit speak, the shit out of those speak, guys. yeah speak volumes about them for the two years you were there mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have moved on to bigger corporations mm-hmm. bigger jobs oh yeah you for one you own multiple businesses now um i know a couple guys moved high up into some big big corporations and mm-hmm. just making buco bucks right now oh yeah um do you and, and we'll circle back to that but do you feel like you will ever do enough. You guys said all your values were the same when it comes to drive. You wanted to run the business, whether it was yours or not. You guys always did everything at 110%. Will you always feel like even 110% is not enough? My wife, the reason I'm asking, my wife and I had this conversation the other day is, I think it was her. I was talking to someone, I don't remember. But it was <laughs> well, just you only like, talked to like two people. So I guess maybe three. three. Yeah. I talked mom. to my mom, yeah. my wife, and you. Yeah. Um and it's usually in that, that order. order. Yep. So if they don't answer, yeah, I go to the next down. person. Yep. But it was the other day, it's just like no matter what I do, I'm never gonna feel like it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um I can make millions of dollars a year. I don't feel like that's enough. I could own twenty seven different businesses. I don't feel like that's enough. Is that something inside of you where it doesn't matter what you do, how you do it? 
it's not going to be enough. You just got to keep driving, 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 driving. A hundred percent. Yes. So for me, I, f- I feel like that clicked maybe actually maybe when we first started this a couple of years ago now. And at first I thought it was just going to be like a greed almost. I'm greedy. I want money. I want to be in charge. I like the responsibility. But now I think I've come <laughs> to learn that it's not greed, it's ambition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's not a lot of people in the world that are ambitious enough to actually go out and try to do something like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. We were just going to say, ah, it's a dime a dozen. Everyone does it. Why would we be different than everyone else? But but we did it because yeah. we're ambitious too. We want to do something like even if it kind of mimics somebody else's or you know it's walking the same path as somebody else. But we're going to do it because we're ambitious enough to take on that challenge. And I think that's the thing that was you know that re- reflected I guess in that that group of guys that I hung out with was the ambition to want to do something better. But I, it'll never be enough. I mean you know we, we talk about this shit all the time. We always want to do something more, something different, something bigger, something better. I think the challenge is the biggest thing for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you and I are horrible when it t- comes to competition. What? Even Even pettiness of <laughs> we'll go down the road and like, oh, look, Home Depot. Oh, EOS. Okay, look, it's Popeyes. Oh, look, it's Plumber's World. Like, we just, <laughs> whoever can have the last word, we'll be walking down the aisle and it'd just be like, we look, make eye contact and then it's who can get to the aisle faster. Mm-hmm. So, or like eating I think a burrito it's, at Chipotle. Oh, I win every time. Yeah. But um, that's the thing. You make it a competition. It is. And I win. Yeah, that's true. It's not yeah, a competition, you're but not I wrong. always win. You're not wrong. Um, I feel like it's the challenge for us of, you know, we don't have fail within our mindset. Um, we can't fail. We're going to keep going and going and going. There's obviously the saying fail fast, mm-hmm. but we try to stress every other option before we fail. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with growing these businesses, a lot of these businesses were, you know, abandoned. Uh, there were a few of them were startups. Before we took over. Uh, yeah, yeah, before we took over, they were abandoned. The owners kind of just let them go off and to the abyss and mm-hmm. said, good luck. Um, and, you know, it took a lot to build them up. We've done tremendous with building all of the locations up. Um, but it, it didn't come with, you know, sleeping in, it didn't come with just showing up. Um, we had to build teams, we had to put in processes and I'll get personal. There's years that we went without seeing a single dollar Mm -hmm. and it just having, being able to wake up Monday through Saturday, 6am, 5am, 7am, and still going to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Is just, it, it takes a lot. And I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs in this world that, you know, want to do this, want to open a business, have great ideas. But the fact is, once they miss a week of no pay or two weeks before with no pay, they're just done. They yeah, just they pull they the can't, ripcord, they can't pop smoke. Fo- they can't focus. Yep. What am I going to do? You and I went two years mm-hmm. without a single dollar, um, which it sucks to say and it sucks to put out there, but. You know, it's one of those things that we figured out other ways to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, second jobs, third jobs. We have six businesses lined up in our in our queue ready to launch um, that hopefully we can get going on soon. But it takes a lot, and uh, I think it's a lot of drive. And you and I have, I think, honestly, identical values. Oh, yeah. um, I think we were raised the same. We were named after the same person from the start. Uh Shout out Big Jake, <laughs> John Wayne. John Wayne. Um, our dads are, I think, the same exact person. Um, I One's feel- just very buff. Your it, father. Okay. I thought you were talking about your dad. I mean, he's strong. 
But your dad... He's, like, secretly strong, though. Yeah, he's, he is. He's a ninja. He is. But your dad is, like, veiny and muscular and looks like he could be a 35-year-old dude. I think I look older than both of my parents. No, you don't take this the wrong way, but you absolutely do. And it's because I started balding at 21. <laughs> I think it's from all the pizza I ate. <laughs> and the stress, possibly. I don't know, because I eat a lot of pizza and I am stressed and I still have hair. Not a lot. You've got great genetics. Nah. Oh, I thought you were going to go with gray hair. You do have gray hair. I know, I really do. It's I wasn't going to throw that out there, but I threw you it did out. it. You yourself. talked about it earlier, and I'm self-conscious. Back on track. Um, Wait, so, so hold I on. Th- Let me. I got a question for you now. Go for it. I'm listening. What... So obviously we have had struggles. We still will. We failed. We've pushed through. What's been the one thing that's helped you get through that to wake up every single day and still show up to work, to wake up every single day and still take on the challenges, to wake up every single day and deal with the bullshit of having employees? What's been one of your driving factors for that? It's 120% the people I surround myself with. One of them being my wife. Mm -hmm. She is my absolute rock. And I'll say that every given day, um, she's the one that's driven me from the start. If, I didn't find her back when I did 11 years ago, 10 years ago. Did you find her or she find you? Yes. Um, <laughs> we found each other. boy. So if I didn't find her, I don't think I would have had the drive I do today. I think she's been the one from the start. Like, hey, you can do this. Hey, you got this. Hey, oh, yeah. you got an idea. Run with it. Don't just think about it. Don't just, you know, talk about it. Do it. Don't just sit on it. Let it happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Uh, talking to you, crap, I remember when we were back in high school, college days, and we'd go to the gym three in the morning, or we would go for our drives. We had our yeah, our, our infamous drives of, hey, mm-hmm. I'm coming to pick you up. Where are we going? It doesn't matter. We're get going. Get in. Yep. Yeah, just get in. Yep. And we drove your dad's old, what was that, like a an 80s Dodge pickup <laughs> yeah, or something? who knows. Uh, the old hoopty thing. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just, and some of those drives didn't say an absolute word. Mm-hmm. But it got our point across. Yeah, that's it, all we needed, it, realistically. It was the windows down. It mm-hmm. was no music on. It was pure silence. And it was, you know, that that thought, the, you know, what am I doing? It, it's the reset button. Yep. Uh, we had a lot of nights with that reset button mm-hmm. of what are we going to do. Yep. Um, but, and, and again, it's, it's 120% the people I've surrounded myself with. I don't surround myself with somebody that you know, doesn't have like-minded values as I do. Um, they have to, they don't have to, but I make sure that everyone around me is driven in life, family first, 110% of the time. Um, and they have that mindset of, you're not going to stop me no matter what gets in the way. Um, my circle, as you know, is extremely small. Yeah, It's been small since high school. I, Why is that? I don't trust people. Um, I don't, I don't allow anyone in my circle that is going to bring me down. Um, there, there's so many things wrong with this world nowadays that, you know, any given word, any given person, you either can't trust them or they're going to bring you down. Um, people hate success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a victim of that. I, I'm the first person to say, you know, going through high school or college, I'd see someone else get a new car or do this or that. It's like, Oh, good for them, whatever. They ain't doing it. They suck. They This or that. And it's one of my biggest things that I've worked on over the past few years is, you know, seeing an employee get a brand new car. And, it, of course, it's been in those years where I wasn't making a dollar. I'd see an employee get a brand new car. And the first thing I would say is, oh, we're paying you too much or, you know, we're doing this too much for you. And it's never congrats, dude. You yeah. absolutely worked your butt off for that. You killed it. You did everything you needed to do. Yeah. Um, so that was my biggest thing I've worked on over the past couple of years. Now, if an employee gets a car, 
I might jab at them a little bit just because that's who I am, but I'm so excited that they were able to work for that goal and get that vehicle that they've dreamed of or they wanted or just that transportation to get to and from the place they need to get to. Yeah. Um, but there's circling back, there's so many d- people in this world that their goal is to drag you down, especially if you're successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I have social media. I can't remember the last thing, last time I posted something <laughs> on it. We just use it to share stupid videos. O- honestly, that's yeah. all we use it for. I don't want anybody to know what I'm doing. Um, I, I promise you, if you asked anyone from high school, hey, do you know what Jake Brown's up to? No idea. I get people ask me all the time when I see him, hey, what's Jake Brown doing? I always just say, oh, you're busy as shit and hanging out with your wife. Yeah, he's homeless. <laughs> no, I don't say that. I say, I literally, every single time I say, you're busy as shit and you're hanging out with your wife. And, and, and it's not to be secretive. It's not mm-hmm. to, you know, not allow people in my life. It's just, I want that circle to be so small where, one, if you're in my circle, you're going to know exactly what's going on at any given time. Yep. I have, we have our guys night that we do every Friday. Mm-hmm. Those guys are in my circle. They all like-minded. They're all business owners or successful within their careers. They're family first men. Oh, yeah. Um, they're honorable guys. They're it's honorable. The hard, hardest they're, thing to find. They're trustworthy. I know I could call them at 12 a.m. and say, hey, guys, I need help. And they'll be like, who do we got to kill? <laughs> they really would, though. That's the best and part about it. They'll be knocking on my door before I even yeah. finish the conversation. Because we well, would do the same thing for them. And they, they know that. Exactly. And it's never, hey, I need this help. And it's never, all right, what do I get out of it? Yep. It's, it's never a trade. It's never a trade. Yep. And it never needs to. And that's the people I surround myself with to better myself. And then I see them. And they're excelling in their careers. They're excelling within their families. They're building families. Obviously, we're the younger guys in our in our group. Yep. But... You know, I see what they're doing, and any person that I'm around is either a coach or a mentor to me. Yeah. Whether they're an actual coach or not, it's always coach because they're always teaching me something that I need to know or need to learn. You don't know everything in life, and if you do, give up. Like, <laughs> you, you learn something new every single day, yeah. and that's the great thing about all this. You surround people that can grow you as a person. Um, you and I, it's a constant competition between us. Mm-hmm. But that competition makes us better men at the end of the day. It really does. It pushes us to do better every single day, whether it's something stupid like at a grocery store and we see each other and it's who gets to the cash register first. Like, but it's, it's, I won last uh, time. Yeah, you yeah. did. But it, you're right, though. It, it is something that, like, you know, if you complete a big project and the way you did it, the way that you send out your weekly updates, if it looks good, I'd pull from it and try to make mine even better. And, I, and I've done the same thing. So but, weekly updates. Mm-hmm. I pulled... I literally copied and pasted one of your weekly update topics yeah. and said stolen from Jake Morrow. Yeah. Um, so I gave you the credit and everything, but again, I thought that was something that was so good within your weekly update to put out to the rest of the staff yeah. that I'm like, this has got to be told to my side of the guys. Mm-hmm. Like these guys need to know what's going on as well. Um, but yeah, the, the competition, the challenge, the values, the, you know, the circle that, and it's hard to get in the circle. It really is. Uh, you and I are both the same way where somebody will come up to us and be like, hey, let's hang out on Friday. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a call. That means no. Yeah. If it, you ever call it, us, that means no. It means no. Yeah. And again, we're not opposed to it. No, no, we'll, no. We'll no. go hang out. We'll, uh, uh, the guys group is very, you know, very, very tight-knitted, and mm-hmm. it's very hard to get into that. Um, but, you know, if you say, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat, 
and it's not a sales pitch, then we'll probably then it's go. okay. Yeah. yeah. And, well, if the food's pretty food, good, yeah. too. I was going to say, if you got us with food, I'll show up. I'll listen to your sales pitch, but you better be buying. Yeah, include food, and we're all good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's It's the circle. It's the values. You're right, though. And I noticed, like, this weekend in Vail with Ski Pro, there was a, a handful. Like, you, you know me. I'm pretty outgoing. Like, I talk to most people. But there were a handful of people that in Ski Pro didn't even know what I did for a living. I hadn't seen people for a couple of years. I'm like, Jake, so what do you do for work? Uh, janitor i literally you know me i always tell him i'm a janitor you and i both people and uh customers will walk in and be like oh are you the owner i'm like no i'm just janitor janitor. i just help clean up (laughs) which we do most of the time but so so i want to and sorry to cut you off but i want to circle into the kind of next topic i had in mind because this is a good transition point but how do you grow your brand while not being expressive with what you do so how do you grow your business you know grow your worth all that while you're not telling anyone exactly what you're doing, it's not te- not telling anyone, but you're not out there bragging. You're not saying do this, do that, come here, go there. How do you grow your brand and how do you grow yourself without letting anybody know? So, well, I mean, we've kind of done it for the past two years. We just do the work. We spend work all of our time. Itself. Yeah, we spend all of our time at actually doing work rather than talking about it to people, calling someone and saying, "Hey, guys, I'm running this, this, and this. Why don't you come support me?" or you know, spread the word about my businesses. We just show up and, and do the best job that we could possibly do. We just do the work, put in the work, put in the time, put in the effort. And that's what grows it. We don't need to grow up just by complaining or crying about it or, you know, looking for somebody's pity or, you know, this guy's doing it better than me. Why can't I do it this good? I need help from somebody else. We just buckle down and do it. I mean, we've gotten lucky with a lot of the guys that we've hired, guys and girls. Uh, they've added a lot of value to the business with obviously within the inside, but it's doing the work. Don't ask for favors. Don't ask for, you know, somebody to save the day. Go out there and save your own day. You light something on fire, put the fire out afterwards. I think that's absolutely huge. Save your own day. Mm -hmm. The the biggest issue with me is usually when you have a friend or family or somebody that you know along the line, it's always, what kind of discount can I get? What can you give me for free? Um, That's my biggest pet peeve. If I want to give you a discount, I'm going to give you a discount. Mm-hmm. If I like you and you're not sitting there begging for it, I'm going to I'm going to hook you up. That's just who I am. I appreciate you. I appreciate you helping us grow our business. Make sure you go out there and leave us a review. Let somebody know referrals are huge. The problem is when the some, someone comes in and is like, "What kind of discount can I get?" You're going to charge I'm, me I'm, that much money? I'm charging you extra now. Yeah. Um I I know the first thing I do um when I go into any like the cigar shop, when we go grab cigars on Friday or Thursday or wherever any day we, we show up, yeah. he, he gives us discounts now. But when we first started going there, it's like, dude, don't give me a discount. Mm-hmm. I want we your business support. to grow. Exactly. I, you're Make money off me. This is yep. the whole point of it. If you keep giving me discounts, you're going to go out of business. <laughs> um, that That's the biggest thing for me is if I have any friend or family or whoever's in business, it's not. I don't want something for free. That's not why I'm calling you. Yep. One, I want your connection. I want to make sure, you know, I'm supporting you and helping you grow your business. But I want to make sure that, you know, you're going to be there in five, ten years and I'm going to help you get there. Our tire guys, we use the same tire guys. Shout out to Gomez Tire. Gomez Tire. Mesa. My Those jerks haven't called me back. But, they hate you us. know, I we use them for seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. We sent them tons and tons and tons of work. Uh, every person we talked to. Oh, we use always these give guys. out their business cards. Yeah, use oh, yeah. these guys. I, when we were in Amazon, I'm like, hey, guys, come down to the shop 
and I'll make sure I walk you through and talk to each owner of every Amazon Hell yeah. and make sure they use you. Um, that's what I'm all about with growing people's businesses. Yeah. Um, I don't want to use them as a favor. Um, the only favor I may ask is, hey, who do you know that can do this that can help me out? Yep. And it's not help me out is give me a discount. It's, you know, I want to support. Who do you recommend? Because if yep. you're recommending them. They do good work. They're a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. So that's my biggest thing. That's all my topics today. I think we, uh, we dove deep into your life. I think there's a. Uh, I was a little surprised for that. That was good. Yeah, that's what happens. Let's dive in deeper then. So we got Lidl. You came back from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you came back probably a week before I got married. That was the original goal was to come, not to move back to Arizona, but to surprise you. I think it was like three days before your wedding. Um, I was going to fly back anyways. Uh, and then this kind of transpired. And, you know, I realized that within Lidl, I was trying to grow. And they, they straight up told me, hey, look, you're doing really good. You're fast tracking a lot of different things. But we have a ton of people that are coming from, you know, Europe and Germany and, you know, wherever they wanted to come from who had been working for the company for 20 plus years. Right. So a guy who was in a year and a half just because I was excelling and doing really, really good there doesn't mean that I can just didn't have jump. the seniority. Yeah, I, I can't jump the food chain that that quickly. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, it went from a couple of different years to they projected like five or more years until you know I wanted to be at the level that I wanted to be at and you know being a younger guy out on the east coast you know Fredericksburg Virginia wasn't a very big place and I don't need a big uh, city to live in but I needed something that I could still you know make my own I didn't want to make a family exactly uh, with you know no disrespect to the friends and family as I'd still know over there but um, you know it just wasn't for me it wasn't my place so I I jumped at the opportunity to come back home and actually work with you yeah, so I think with my circle being so small, uh, I didn't have – we talked every single day. Mm-hmm. Even uh, with the time difference even during with, work. Yeah. Even with the time difference, I knew driving to work, you would be working. I know going home, you would call me, and I'd still be working. Be working. And yep. you knew it. we'd make it work, but I think I did everything in my power because I was like, this sucks. I have nobody to hang out with. <laughs> what am I doing? And so I'm like, yeah, we've got a position for you. Yeah. You're you made up. one. You literally You're, made yeah, one Yeah, we me. literally like, hey – we're expanding. Come back now. <laughs> we need you. And then you helped expand the Amazon business of, you know, different states. You launched a, pretty much all the extra cities we went to. Um, you launched, launched Dallas, Las Utah. Vegas, Utah. Um, and, but it was a way to get you back here. But when you came back, do you feel like you left an opportunity behind? Do you feel like you could have excelled or, you know, Kind of what was your mindset? Because I know it was a big surprise. You were at my wedding. You are my best man. Um, you actually showed up to my brother's football game on mm-hmm. Friday night. Surprise. I drove. And uh, you drove through the night. Yeah. I think you made that, what was it, like a 24-hour drive? It should have been a 30, it's like 33 and a half hours. Uh, I drove 18 hours straight, slept at a gas station for four hours, and then drove the rest so I could make the game. And you made it by 7 o'clock right, right. at game yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, I remember walking back out to the parking lot, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I got to go back. And I just flew out here for the game or for your wedding. And then I look across the parking lot, I'm like, that's your freaking truck. Yeah. You drove back. You live here again. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> surprise super, ruined. I was like super stoked. And, uh, but I think that's kind of where our journey started working together as well. I mean, we've been best friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the journey, and everyone always says, don't hire friends, don't hire family, don't get in business with anyone. I full heartedly agree on not hiring family. Uh, it just makes Thanksgiving really awkward <laughs> when you got to fire them. 
but it was uh, getting into business with you uh, with our same identical values. Yeah, we've butted, butted heads. I'll say Mul- we, we've been in some fights. Multiple occasions, but it it's always, you know, we'll go after each other. Ten minutes later, eh, maybe a little longer because we're both mm-hmm. freaking stubborn as all get out. Mm-hmm. But it, then it's just like, you know what? Sorry, I'm tired. I'll, uh, well, I, I think we pick our friendship over business. We do. We do. Which I think it takes friendship. us a little bit to get back to it, but it's, I mean, at least I know for me, when I'm pissed off at you, I, I take a little bit to cool down and I say, is this worth losing a friendship? Absolutely fucking not. And, and it really isn't. And again, we can compete in business all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to grow together in that. But the friendship is way too, um, way too important to both of us to lose. And I think that's huge. Um, which, you know, I guess you can do the same thing with families and everything, but. Um, the, the friendship is something special, uh, for all of us. Um, but circling back to, you know, leaving that opportunity of a growth in the business. I know when you first started there, they wanted to slow you slowly start moving you back out to the West coast. Um, do you feel like just working there for the two years you grew as a, as a manager, as a business owner, as a human, as a friend, all that just within the two year span that you were there? Oh, exponentially. I mean, especially when it came to being a manager, I had a little bit of experience with ski pro and then kind of coming under the wing of uh, this gentleman named Rob and then the director of the building, Ian, uh, those guys have been doing it for a lot, a lot of years. And they had a lot of great things that they showed me. They put me, you know, they, they really kind of challenged me, right. Put me to the test. They saw potential, but they, they made sure that I was up for the challenge and, you know, and, the, and they gave me a lot of guidance. I mean, I did have a, a really hard time with it just being me out there with everyone I just left um, you know, and I just dove so far into work that these guys kind of recognized it and really kind of point me in the right direction of being a better manager. And I think with being so far away, like the, the friend aspect really kind of showed like for life, you know what I mean? There's a couple of people around here that I'm no matter where there are in the world, I'm always going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Right. But for you, like we talked almost every single day, uh, whether it's on the phone, whether it's through text message, whatever it was, but it just showed that like, no matter where I'm at, no matter what we're doing, no matter who we're with, I would always, as a friend, um, and you're basically my brother, you're my family, like, be there, no matter what. Yep. If you called me, if it was $5,000 to get home, I'd figure out a way. Well, and, and, and brother or not, because, yeah, your family, I call your mom, mom, I call your dad, dad, and same with you with my parents. Um, our siblings are all of our siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all in this together, but friend to friend, uh, if you're my friend, you're going to be family. Mm-hmm. Um you had That's this a big it, title. You had this instance the other day where a friend called you and was like, hey, dude, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling. I don't know where I'm at, what to do. And the first thing you said was, I'll be out there. This guy doesn't live in the U.S. No, he does not. And the first thing you said was, say no more. I'll figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to get out there. Yep. I'm going to be by your side. So, and That's, that, that's huge for you know, the people that you surround yourself with. You're not going to find people just walking down the street one day and be like, I'm there for you. No, no, hell no. So that's people huge. can't trust for shit. That's you can't huge. trust them at no, all. No, you can't. And that's just huge in friendship. So, yeah. um, kind of wrapping up today, I think the, you know, having your values align with others around you um, is the biggest thing when trying to be successful, when trying Absolutely. to grow in business. Because they push you. I think keeping your circle to, you know, the ones you trust. And again, you can have friends there, but those friends, they're family. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they have to be. they're the ones that you call and say, hey, brother, I need you. Yep. Hey, sister, I need you. 
I need you here by my side yesterday. And they show up. And they show and up they without, stick true to that. without a question asked. I know yep. if I call you and say, hey, so-and-so said something, you'd be at my door and you're like, where are they at? Yep. Let's cool. go get them. Yeah. Um, so wrapping up today, I think that's the biggest thing uh, for both of us to take away, for everyone listening to take away is having those people around you that help build you up. Mm-hmm. You're not failing. We just got to do better. Absolutely. And the ones that, that challenge you and, and push you, you. And and your biggest quote, do what you're doing, just do it better. <laughs> That's what you say no matter what <laughs> the situation. Yeah. Do what you're doing, just do it better. Just do it a hell of a lot better. And it's never, dude, you're just failing. Mm-hmm. Just do it better. Do what you're doing, just, just, just do it better. Up, just shut up and do it. That's it. That's all, that's all we're asking for. Yeah. And that, that's all it ever takes is just do it a little bit better and then do it a little bit better the next time. And then the next time, do Keep it even better than that. your own record. You exactly. have your own record. Go out there and beat it. Yeah, do what you're doing. Just do it better. That's what we're going to do with this goddamn podcast. All right. Wrap it up. What do you got? Uh, I, I think you, you were spot on. I, I think this one, we're definitely settled in. I think we definitely have uh, some really good topics. I think that you definitely threw me for a loop asking questions about my life that I don't usually share with people, which is really good. But, uh, you know, I think that the value is definitely going to be here within ourselves, right? We just need to be able to open it up with everyone. So, just make sure everyone keeps tuning in. And uh, next time, I think I'm going to ask a handful of questions to you. I like that. I think we're going to start bringing on some guests here shortly. I, think I know so. we talked to Andi just before this and yep. said, get your butt in here. I we think Monday we're going to get on. Yeah. I think we have a plan to go get on another podcast here shortly. Yep. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, the Cut Light Smoke podcast Shout with uh, Zeal. Zeal Cigars. We're going to talk about you know some, some life lessons there. And mm-hmm. you know Bradley, the owner of Zeal, uh, Mentor, close friend, yeah. brother. We have some other businesses with him that we're working on. Uh, but uh, he has a big following on the YouTube, on the Spotify, all that stuff for his podcast yep. and for his uh, YouTube cigar reviews. We're going to jump on his podcast, kind of see what he has to say, see what he can bring <laughs> out of us. He's he's the talker of the group. Yeah, he's, he the, he's the interviewer, if you'd like that. The personality. Like say that. But, uh, you know. Thanks. I know a lot of it was personal. I think uh, it's something good for any of the listeners to know when they're going to be listening to us, yep. what they're actually going to get. Exactly. Um, See what we're about. It's just not all rainbows and butterflies over here. <laughs> there's there's a lot of shit we go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. A uh, lot of it's going to come out on this too, which is good. It's good. It's what we need. Even if people don't listen to it and, and you know, take anything away from it, it's something that we're going to benefit from it. We weren't born to success. We no. weren't born to money. Uh, we were both raised with very little money running mm-hmm. through the household. Um, Got to go earn it. We, yeah, there is no silver spoon in our mouth when we were child, children. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we earn this. We we work our asses off day in and day out, no matter what's at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and I think it's, again, values, friendship, and uh, keep building each other up. So Pretty good takeaways for today. I think next one we just got to figure out how to do a sign-off. Brown, out. Jake Morrow, it's been real, it's been great, but not really great. We'll see you all next time. I think it's been great. Bye.